Squad. I'm Christy Brower here with my sister, co-host, and partner in crime, Katie Weaver. Hey, Katie. Hello. How's it going? It's going just fine. Well, glad to hear it. Nothing to complain about. It's Scott's birthday, so happy birthday, Scott. Yes, it is. Yeah. And yeah, we had a nice day. We just went on inspections and went to the doctor. So super exciting stuff, you know. You know, <laughs> that just sounds exactly like adulthood, that you mm-hmm. do stuff like that on your birthday. Like... Right. Well, and then discovered there's a fan in our bathroom that isn't turning on Ooh. and in our guest bathroom. And it also, the last time it, it has rained and snowed a little bit this week, there's mm-hmm. water just running through that into the house. So obviously oh. something's wrong. Whoops. So Scott examined it today and he's like, huh. He's like, I'm gonna have to get on the roof. There is something up here. Uh, yeah, we had a fire. What? That you didn't know about? Mm-hmm. Don't know when. Holy hell, that's Don't scary. What? But there is a literal hole in the roof. Uh, it's been sealed now. Uh, but uh, yeah, there was a fire in that fan. Oh my God, that's terrifying. Isn't that scary? Yeah. So we're both feeling like a tiny bit unsettled and like, what the hell? Yeah. Check the batteries and all of the... Uh, in the uh, you know, smoke, detectors. smoke detectors and stuff, but uh, yeah, mm. so that's wow. a little unsettling, but <laughs> well, glad you yeah. found it, and it was apparently not major. Yeah, we're not even sure when it happened. Wow, it's not, it was, it's not a lot, I and mean, there's a hole that's like you know, maybe the size mm-hmm. of a 50 cent piece, and there's a some burned debris around that. So, I mean, Yikes. obviously, that fan has to come out and have a new one put in and hopefully that was it. I don't, he's gonna have to pull out some of the ceiling in the bathroom to mm. try and figure out what the hell happened here. But anyway, that's kind that of terrifying. like a firework to me. Ooh, I wonder, or if the, just I just wonder if the fan just, if the fan itself, you know, shorted out or something. Yes. Wow. Yeah. Yikes. Yeah. Well, oh, that's scary. A little scary. Yeah. Well, Frank, well. The, the, her oven exploded last week. Oh my hell! You guys, yikes! This season apparently. Apparently, okay. the video we discussed not. up just so you know. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, welcome, Cranky Barbara M. Uh, Walla Joy. Um, Janet, Jacqueline. Nice to see you all here. Uh, We're going to kick this off. This is the Case Update Show. We have so much to cover. It's crazy. Mm -hmm. Um, If you are a member and um, want to stay afterward, we are going to do a bonus uh, cold read party, which is a makeup for last month's cold read party because we had tech issues and couldn't hold it. But let's go ahead and get started. And let's get started with the best news of the day. Katie, please share with us the Daryl Brooks situation. Yes. The artist formerly known by and currently known by mm-hmm. and not attorney, Daryl Brooks, after nope. less than three hours of deliberation, the jury has finally found him, no big surprise, guilty on all counts. Yeah. Uh, basically, all he's done this entire time is make the case for the prosecution. Yeah. They've been wildly cooperative and uh, patient. So has the judge. A lot of people have been frustrated with the judge allowing his bullshit. What uh, you have to understand is that her job is to keep the court running smoothly and not violate his rights. So what he did to himself is set it up so that it would be an extremely challenging job at this point to get an appeal because he did it himself. And she just kind of expertly closed every loophole by Mm -hmm. allowing his BS and moving through it with him. I mean, it's been holy shit. You know? I think she deserves like six months paid leave Definitely. after putting up with this bullshit. Yeah. So, I mean, he's been an ass this week, like we would have expected. Uh, 
the level of narcissism in him is something. Oh, it's so gross. Terrifying. I do have a, a little video put together of a few things that happened this week. The first of which is just a little uh, bit of him building himself into a box fort to hide from the judge and the prosecution. Yeah, that uh, was very strange. He was in the other room at the time, in the timeout room. Mm-hmm. And the judge could hear him shouting from there. But she had him muted, so she didn't have to listen to it. Uh, then um, a couple more things. I'll just let you guys watch. I know he's muted, but I can certainly hear him from this side. He appears to be yelling at the top of his lungs. I can't decipher what he's yelling. Myself, I believe in Jesus Christ. That's how I was raised. That's what I believe in. None of us are perfect. But I try every day to make sure that I acknowledge him. That's why every time I step in this courtroom, I have my Bible with me everywhere I go. I even read it on breaks, recesses. This is not something that started at the beginning of this incident. This is something that has been instilled in me since I came out of the womb. This is how my family lives their life. This is how we was raised. mistakes that I myself have made in my life, I've made peace with with God. Made peace. I'm happy to say that my conscience is clear. We the jury find the defendant Daryl E. Brooks, guilty of first-degree intentional homicide as charged in count two of the information. Did the defendant commit first-degree intentional homicide while using a dangerous weapon? Answer, yes. Burn in hell, you piece of shit. Hey, you are to be removed right now. You will not do that. We, the jury, find the defendant, Daryl E. Brooks, Guilty of first-degree intentional homicide as charged in count three of the information. And I should state as to count two, it was signed and dated by the foreperson. Same as to count three. Did the defendant commit first-degree intentional homicide while using a dangerous weapon? Answer, yes. We, the jury, find the... Burn in hell, you piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> All that she had just let the audience know. You talk shit, you're leaving. I will mm-hmm. have you removed if you say anything. And I'm sure this guy was like, "Oh, that's cool." I bet it was like, like worth it. He was probably a family member of someone who died. You know, he was, and that was super gross. Yeah, that whole I my conscience is clear. <laughs> Are you what? Are you kidding me? That was closing arguments. 
Yeah. The whole closing argument was basically talking about his religion ish, how he was raised right, his conscience is clear, and do the right thing. Do the right thing. Don't be fooled by the smoke and mirrors you've seen here. Do the right thing. <laughs> and you know what the jury did? The they right did thing. the right thing. <laughs> when he was doing the box fort thing, the judge eventually uh, had the bailiff go move the boxes because she had to be able to see his face. She's like, I don't care if he keeps them up there, but he can't put them in front of his face like that. Uh-huh. You know? it, it had gone on for a He kept doing it and they kept sliding him over. And mm-hmm. finally, actually, the prosecution said, I have to be able to see him. And she was like, yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> unfor- unfortunately, so do yeah. I. <laughs> the one thing that the jurors mm-hmm. asked for is they wanted to see the video of him mowing through the crowd slowed down to 40 percent mm-hmm. and he had a fit about that and objected and objected and objected and the judge is like overruled they can see it if they want to see it they don't need to right. see that they don't need to see that they don't need to see that slowed down she's they like don't need to see me murdering all those people and hurting yeah. many more people mm-hmm. yeah horrifying on one hand i'm very happy for this community, that this is out of the way now, at least this piece, sentencing is going to be, holy Christ, put on your seatbelts. But at least they have this piece done. They are planning on having their parade again this year and really standing strong. Mm -hmm. That's what I'm reading. And that uh, it's really good that this is done beforehand so -hmm. that they can move forward as a community and heal. It's just such a horror. So... Yeah, I hope that they do have their parade and I hope that people come out and support them right and left and help their community to just continue to heal from this. But that's the damnedest thing I've ever seen. It's unbelievable. But the thing you got to understand with him is that he was evaluated and found competent to stand trial. Mm-hmm. And then the reason that he fired his attorney is because they wanted to go for an insanity defense and he would not go mm-hmm. for it. Yep. So if he tries to come back on any of this, he's screwed because mm-hmm. they followed the steps, you know, yep. being getting an insanity defense and being competent to stand trial are not the same thing. Right. And I think that's really important to remember that, you know, for whatever all of this craziness was, whether it was just him posturing or if it's some of it's genuine, he knows what's happening. He clearly was able to participate in his own defense because he defended himself. Yep. He's really screwed himself for um, any kind of appeal. Mm-hmm. Turns out, an attorney, he's not. Yeah. Don't ask him. He's pretty sure he is, but yeah. sorry, and Brooks. One thing you aren't. Not. Yep. Yikes. Only the insane say they're not insane. Well, it's one thing to say they're not insane, but it's another to be evaluated for competency, and they're competent. He was competent, so. Yeah. You can be mentally ill and still be competent to stand trial. Oh, yeah. Lots of people are. If you understand yeah. the, you know, what you're being charged with and can assist in your defense. So, I don't know. He's he's pretty screwed. But obviously, I mean, because he went to trial on this, did not take a plea or anything. He was convicted of 76 counts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Including six counts of first-degree murder. I mean, he's yeah. done. Oh, yeah. But he's the... Uh, very done. Yeah. I mean, a couple of highlights uh, this week that I didn't uh, record for you guys were uh, a moment where he, where the prosecutor rolls out the information that he's a registered sex offender. Who he did not like that. Oh, my gosh. Oh, yeah. The baby mama that he was trying to claim as a terrible mother, like that means Mm -hmm. anything at all uh, Mm -hmm. for this trial. Yeah, he got her pregnant when she was a minor. Oh, my God. He's gross in mm-hmm. every way possible. Yeah, he's a yep. psychopath. Yeah, he was competent enough to run away and hide and pretend to be a homeless man and let some kind neighbor give him a coat and a sandwich and call his mama for him. Yeah. Oh, my God. Mom never made it to the stand. I really wanted to see that. Yeah, no kidding. Oh, wow. Well, it's good news, and I agree with you. It's good for that community. You know, they they're scheduled to um, have a hearing on Monday to schedule uh, the uh, penalty phase. Mm-hmm. And this is not a death penalty case. There's no death penalty no. in this case. So, I mean, 
he's obviously going to get life plus oh, a yeah. million, you know, but. Yeah, but sentencing will be interesting because uh, is he going to represent himself somewhere? I'm guessing, yeah. Mm, he's rode that is. horse this far. Right. Also, right. as the jury was trying to come back in this morning to, uh, you know, release their uh, findings, he said to the judge, now that the jury's already deliberated, do I still have to wear these shock devices on my heels? And she was like, yeah. <laughs> like, why those would that change anything? Those aren't going away, dude. Well, and they revoked his bail and took him to jail yeah. immediately. Yeah. So, wow. Well, we got to keep moving because we have a lot. Yes. The other um, good news, I guess, is in the Harmony Montgomery case. So do you want to share that too? Yes. You guys remember, we've been talking about this case now for close to a year. Yeah. Uh, little Harmony M Montgomery, who has been missing from New Hampshire. She was the darling little girl who fell through the cracks of the system somehow between two different states, CPS, and was returned to her father. Uh, it never should have been. She had been in a foster situation with people who wanted to adopt her. Yeah. And adored her. And instead of doing that, she was returned to an extremely abusive and scary situation with an addict and felon dad and stepmom, who's also an addict, and then disappeared. And her mother has spent the last year before, well, like probably close to two years now, her bio mother screaming to high heaven about the fact that Harmony is missing. Yeah. And finally got the mayor in their town to listen to her. And he made an inquiry from the police department who made an inquiry from CPS to discover that, yes, there's a missing child in our community that they didn't know anything about. They've been investigating it ever since. They discovered dad living homeless in his car with a new girlfriend. Uh, they discovered stepmom, Kayla uh, Montgomery, also living homeless with other people. Uh, and they've been investigating ever since. It has been extremely frustrating for anyone who's been following this case that there has been no arrest. There's been really nothing all this time. Uh, there's been arrests for Adam and for Kayla on unrelated charges, guns, drugs, bail, or, or uh, you know, probation violations, you name it. But not murder until now. And finally, this week, Adam Montgomery has been arrested and charged with second-degree murder. He's, uh, they're saying now that he, somewhere in 2019, this is how long she's been missing, somewhere around December 17th, 2019, that he beat her to death and then concealed her in some kind of a plastic tote. So the charges... Mm -hmm are second degree murder for recklessly endangering the death of harmony falsifying physical evidence for altering destroying concealing or removing her body abuse of a corpse for unlawfully removing concealing or destroying her body tampering with witnesses or informants by attempting to cause his estranged wife kayla montgomery to falsely testify so here's what we know now on june 3rd Kayla sat down with prosecutors and told the truth. Why it's taken her this long, I don't know. Well, Excuse after me. that, then they stormed that apartment and mm -hmm. pulled some of the flooring out and took the fridge and all the stuff they did. And that was a part of her testimony. So for all of the shit Kayla has done and all of the lies she's told, she's finally going to help put Adam behind bars. But she deserves the same. Right. When they she were still together. There were other children in the household when this yeah. happened. I, all of it. It's so horrifying. There's still no body. There's probably never going to be a body. But there's finally going to be some justice and some closure for her bio mom and the rest of their family that have been begging to know since 2019, where is Harmony? Yeah. So... I'm really, really glad to say that there's finally been an arrest. It gives me hope for the Oakley Carlson case that at some point, just maybe, there will be an arrest made there too. I hope so. 
the idea that any of these people could get away with something like this. I mean, how, I don't know. The, the system doesn't make any sense to me. If you are responsible for that tiny child and they are nowhere to be found, why are you not in jail for that indefinitely? Right. Agreed. Agreed. I, I can't understand it at all. I can't either, but it's the way that state laws are written and Idaho's no different. Mm-hmm. They can charge them with abandonment or um, child endangerment. Mm-hmm. But until they know where the body is, so they know it's murder or until somebody turns, they I'm like, how could it not be bur- murder? Where could she be at this point? You know, if your minor living. child is not with you. Well, it also reminds me of another case we covered a while ago, the Angel Overstreet case. Oh, yeah. Do you remember this one? Angel disappeared Mm -hmm. from her father's care. Mm -hmm. And he says that CPS took her from him. CPS says they absolutely did not do that. There's been no charges. It's been quite some time now. I'm going to dive back into Angel Overstreet. I read something about her a couple of days ago. There's also been some movement in the Jessica Mast case. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't have anything on it yet, but there will be something to report by next week. So I've got my finger on that one, too. I mean, we are nearing the two-year anniversary of Jessica's murder in December. And her parents are still out on bail, just chilling. I don't get it. living life. I don't either. I don't either. Well, I mean, I do get it in some ways because in most states, children are treated as property. Yep. They're property. And that's just terrifying to me. The most vulnerable people, the most vulnerable citizens of our country do not have full rights to be protected. And you would think that they do, but they don't. You should go read the child protection laws in your state. Mm -hmm. You'll be horrified. Mm -hmm. You will. They're horrifying in our state. Yep. They lean so hard toward parental rights, parents' rights, that there are no kids' rights. Yep. It's terrifying. Okay. Well, thank you for that. Yeah. Um, Gosh. Uh, Debbie Collier. So we haven't covered the Debbie Collier case, but we've talked about it a little bit. And this Mm -hmm. is so strange to me. This, I, so Debbie Collier went missing on September 10th and some strange things sort of happened that day. She withdrew all the money she had and sent it to her daughter. Mm -hmm. And that, um, coincided with some fines that the daughter's boyfriend needed to pay, you know, caught, you know, like dollar amount wise. Yeah. Um, so she was last seen at a family dollar. She bought some things that were found near, found burned near her remains. Remember her body was found partially burned. Mm-hmm. She also had stopped at Chick-fil-A. So she picked up some, you know, she did a little shopping she needed to do. She ate. Now they're saying that they're just not really sure how she died. And it's possible that this could just be an accident or a suicide. Yeah. And I defy you yeah. to tell me how she partially burned her own body. Mm-hmm. Like, what are you, what are they even <coughs> talking about with this? Yeah. So she was found in the Chattahoochee Oconee, damn it, I was going to say it right, Chattahoochee Oconee (laughs) National Forest, which is about 90 miles from her um, home in Athens, Georgia. Um, Her husband reported her missing about 6 p.m. on the 10th, so she's found the next day. She was found... um, kind of downhill from the side of a small fire. Mm -hmm. She had burns on her stomach and soot in her nostrils, and she was clutching at a small tree. Um, So the whole, it's just all really strange, and I'm really Mm -hmm. concerned about the idea, like, she killed herself? Really? How? What, What was her cause of death? Right. I'm waiting. I'm waiting. Yeah. And what would that do? What would that have to do with a small fire where she was partially yeah. burned? 
it, it makes none of it no makes sense. sense. No. So we're going to keep an eye on that because that's a bunch of bullshit. And we know because we've covered a lot of these cases that if, if it becomes difficult, um, police departments, particularly small ones, have a tendency to kind of lean toward accident or suicide because that's easier and cheaper. And if they just don't really have the skill or the manpower to solve something, then that's what they lean toward. We've seen it over mm-hmm. and over. Um, I just, I don't buy it. I don't buy it at no. all. So there's way more to this story, but I'm yeah. sure we'll have to keep, I don't know, keep watching this Leaking one. it out. Yep. Well, I sure hope for the sake of her family that, you know, that, that a true and thorough investigation is really done because right. it, it's just, it is very weird. It's a very bizarre case without a doubt. But again, to just slap a suicide label on it is so yeah. fast and easy. Right. It is. But and that doesn't mean that's what it was. Right. I mean, the circumstances that they found her in are very odd. Mm-hmm. I do not think they point to suicide. I also don't think they point to accident. Like the burns didn't kill her. No. So what killed her? You know, like there's way more to this. Um, I can't remember if we talked about this last week, but I wanted to make sure if we hadn't that um, the Princeton University student, um, you went, uh, Mishrak Uwenti, what or Uwenetti was found deceased behind the Princeton tennis courts. So she was found. And I can't remember if we said that last week. So I did want to say that. Um, there's not a lot more out yet about her, but her body was found. Let's mm-hmm. <laughs> talk about Alex Murdoch, if we have to, because he is definitely <laughs> at the top of the FOS list. But I have to tell you uh, yeah. about what's been going on in court, because... Um, if you will remember, Alex Murdaugh is, they are preparing um, a murder trial for him amongst mm-hmm. the zillions of other um, financial crimes, right? right? For the deaths of his wife, Maggie and son, Paul. Right. So they're, the, tri- the murder trial is supposed to start in January. So they're, you know, trying to get everything tied up there to be ready and um harpootly and his attorney is really turning into a john Pryor. and i had <laughs> some fun with some of this because what the okay so <laughs> so harpootly and, and every time i have to say that name i'm like is this is it, can this trial get any more ridiculous than yeah. just that no. so they're they're you know, bitching about the prosecutor picking on them and not giving them everything that they've asked for. And, you know, all the, it's all the John Pryor stuff. Like we've asked for this and we asked for this and they're dragging out the process. And one of the big things that they're bitching about is that they don't have an exact time of death for Maggie and Paul, Mm -hmm. except that they pretty much do. They pretty much have the day that they died in the evening was sometime between 844 and like 905 because Alex in his wisdom took a picture of them so did Maggie took some pictures mm-hmm. at like 844 and then his phone turned off at about 905 so then he leaves the area mm-hmm. this is their hunting lodge or whatever they've been at up in the mountains and he leaves the area and waits until 1005 p.m to call 911 to report that they've been shot. Yeah. Obviously trying to create some kind of false alibi. Yeah. But there's no proof that they were alive past that 905 moment. But is mm-hmm. it an exact time? And this is what the this is what Harpootlian is saying is that they need an exact time. Um well, you know, unless the gun went right through somebody's watch face, as we see happen on TV all the time, we will never know an exact, <laughs> exact time. time. What the hell, dude? What kind of law? Exact time or it didn't happen. Right. Yeah. That's pretty much what he's saying, which is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. So there's some other stuff going on with, there's some DNA 
under Maggie's fingernails that was not Alex Murdoch. Mm-hmm. So they're trying to bring in as a possible, you know, alternate murderer. Alex's good friend, Curtis Edward Smith. You may recall Smith from the failed assisted suicide attempt, as they called it yes. in the state, uh, when he supposedly shot Alex. And then <laughs> turns out Alex hired him to kill him so that his son would get $10 million, that whole <laughs> thing. Well, now they're saying that it was probably Curtis and they want that DNA tested against Curtis and it hasn't been yet. You know, and as it turns out, Curtis is a distant cousin of Alex. Oh, that's right. Well, and Curtis was also kind of his bag man. Mm -hmm. He was running drugs for him. He was also running some kind of um, check cashing bullshit. Alex Mm -hmm. was with Curtis's help. Yeah, he cashed like 700 checks for him. Yeah. It's a lot. It's bad. Mm -hmm. So, of course, there's all this whining and complaining and... um, you know, so the judge mm-hmm. basically said that, you know, the the, well, the prosecutor said that most of this is a manufactured issue. And, you know, the judge is coming back with, yeah, most of this is bullshit. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but they did have a discussion about making sure that Harputlian gets the 206 gigabytes of evidence in this case. Now, if you will recall is it gigabyte no i think it's anyway it's a lot it's even more voluminous than uh than uh john pryor but it was just reminding me of john pryor all the complaining and the bitching and Mm -hmm. um they want to be able to subpoena their own people um so that they can just you know don't have to wait for the prosecutor and the judge did give them permission to do that which apparently is not that uncommon um but I don't know. It just, it was a pretty interesting battle and whining. And most of it, the judge was like, give me a break. And he didn't, he didn't get after the prosecutor's office at all because no. they're just doing their job. Mm-hmm. So this Turns is out grinding. You could do that. Yeah. So this is grinding toward a trial in January. So it'll be interesting to see because they want that evidence process they want it compared to uh you know his favorite uh fall guy apparently <laughs> so we'll see about that um i mean who's to say they weren't both there and both involved that's my thought if the if the, the favorite fall guy was there it's because alex had him there right honestly yeah, was... why this fool hasn't sung like a canary is beyond me right it's about time that he mm-hmm. uh he um give up what he knows because yeah. he's, he's headed for a very bad place if he doesn't do that. <laughs> he's going to be cellmates with Alex forever. Yeah. Yeah, he, he may be. Um, Scott Peterson, another Ooh. top of the SFOS list. Mm-hmm. So um, he has been moved off of death row. Yes. So... And we've talked about this before, but there was a thing with the juror. And so they they kind of vacated the death penalty on him. And now the judge is and has been considering for quite a while now whether or not to give him a whole new trial. Yeah. So he's still in prison, but he's been moved off from death row while we wait for this judge to decide if he really needs to give Scott Peterson a break. Uh, are you kidding me? That's I don't terrifying. know. Every time I see something about this, it just makes me sick. It makes me very uncomfy that that yeah. could happen. You know, right. it really does. I, I feel like we could still see a lot play out with Scott Peterson that makes us all very uncomfy. Well, it's clearly not it. a simple answer. Because if it were, the judge would have ruled on this already. So... We're watching yeah. for that. Um, makes me nervous, honestly. Uh, I do not like seeing what's going on with that at all. Uh, Katie, there's been a tiny bit of movement in the Daybell Vallow case. You want to tell us about that? Yeah, some interesting stuff. Nothing on Chad's side. Uh, but on mm-hmm. Lori's side, a couple of things going on. 
So today there was a motion, a couple of things, a motion to steal, seal, not steal, seal the state's motion, and then an order to seal the state's motion to determine conflict. We yeah. don't know what the conflict is. Uh, and of course, this is all happening behind closed doors. Uh, there was also a scheduling conference today mm -hmm. behind closed doors. Yeah. And then it looks like also there is a motion to compel on the 28th, another hearing. Mm -hmm. uh, these are all in Lori. They're all in Lori's. They are all sealed. Yeah. So this uh, is. We couldn't attend these if we wanted to. They're all this sealed. has got to do with her mental health and evaluations, I'm sure. Yeah. So that that's all we really know. What is the conflict? No idea. But there's been quite a bit of movement this week in her case. We also do know that she is still in the jail. She hasn't mm -hmm. been moved. Uh, that's She's still at the Madison County Jail. Mm -hmm. So, yep, they're just working on some of her mental health stuff. There's been nothing move or change in Chad's case since last week. So there's nothing going on there at all. Well, and the judge still has not ruled about whether or not he's going to sever these cases. No. And maybe he's waiting to see the outcome of these evalu this evaluation and if she is, in fact, going to be sent back to the psych hospital. Yeah. I will bet he is. Mm -hmm. I bet he doesn't rule on that until that happens, or at least until he knows it's going to happen. Mm -hmm. But I'm with you, and I suspect that if she is sent back to the hospital, which I'm guessing that's where she's headed, mm -hmm. I feel like that's probably exactly what's happening here, and that he will sever at that point. I feel mm -hmm. like he's going to finally decide that he just has no choice. I do too. I, you know, because this is, this could go on for a long time with Lori. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it, the longer you go from the time a crime was committed to the time the trial is, that's really challenging because you got, you know, like personnel changes and, yep. you know, stuff gets lost. People forget, like, mm -hmm. I mean, it, it's not good to wait. A and really this case long time. has already gone for so long. Got for... John Pryor wants to wait to go to court in a year. Yeah. In a year. Yeah, he's, he's filed to move the trial to October yeah. of 2023. Now, it doesn't sound like the judge is going to do that, but, no. you know, but yes, I, I suspect that next week we'll learn a little bit more, you know, a very little bit more about what's going on with Lori and that we'll get that motion to sever uh, ruling. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm betting on that, too. Yep. Oh, uh, let's see. Yes. Yeah. Lori has shown signs of being seriously mentally ill for a long time. She was just getting away with a lot and just being coddled and her behavior being um, brushed allowed. under the rug and allowed. Yep. Yeah. It's true. Yep. Well, like when Charles uh, actually had a court order for a psych eval mm -hmm. and there's vest cam footage of a police officer telling her how to beat that. Yeah. Wow. I mean, what the hell? Just Good a job, few months dude. before Charles was murdered. Yeah. yeah. Congratulations, man. You helped make sure she'd murder a lot of people, including your own kids. Way to yep. go. Yep. Yeah. Not cool. Just lashing that golden vagina and right. anything she wanted. Yep. Right. Well, there is a little bit of movement in the Cassie Carley case, which, of course, her death has been ruled. Um, we don't know what at this point. Right. Haven't been able to come up with a cause of death, but there is still stuff going on with Marcus Spanavello. So uh, he has his bond has been revoked, and he is still facing a bunch of charges around the desecration and moving and burying of her body. So right. there's a lot of that Florida going. dropped all charges, right? Yes, yes. There, Florida said we're going to let uh, ten, is it Tennessee? Or Alabama? That was Alabama. Alabama. Yeah. We're going to let, because that's where her body was found. That's where, you know, likely where the murder went down. So mm -hmm. they're going to let that state handle all of that. And so now he's facing, you know, they're, they're throwing everything at him that he can't, they can for right now, but they have mm -hmm. been unable to determine her cause of death, which is really problematic because yeah. they, it's, it's not, not a murder, but it's not for sure a murder. And that's really problematic. So mm -hmm. 
But, you know, they got, they did have charged him with moving her body, burying her body, that kind of thing. Abuse of a corpse and stuff like that. Which felonies. And so we'll hang on to him for a while while they have more time on the murder charges. Mm -hmm. And it is Alabama. I just double checked. Alabama. Yes. Gosh. So many cases in my brain, man. Um, Let's see. Who have you not? Have you got anybody left? Uh, Ella Mae Begay. Oh, Ella Mae Begay. Yes. Please tell us about this. This is cool. So this is an MMIW case that we covered back when she first disappeared in the spring. Yeah. Uh, you guys might remember it. Uh, Ella May is an artist and she lived in Sweetwater, Arizona. Uh, she was kind of a recluse. She didn't really leave her house. She People brought stuff to her. She just stayed home. And she vanished back on June 15th, 2021. Oh, this has been a while ago. Yeah. Yep. And finally the fbi has got involved in her case and they have finally now classified it as a homicide her niece walked from arizona to washington dc yeah to raise awareness around her case and mmiw cases and finally got some attention somewhere because there's finally a bigger investigation happening into lma's disappearance that's all we know well, that they, the FBI they still is don't know shit, but at least the FBI something. is involved now. Yeah. So sad. Ugh, and it's awful, awful that it takes this much to get some help. Yeah. I just really hope that they figure out what the hell's going on here. Yeah. Yeah. And lots but of love to her family. At least very glad to see that we at least have something better, you know. More investigation and more light on her case. So there's yeah. that. Yeah, there is that. Well, <laughs> we've talked with you about sheriff, uh, former sheriff uh, in Bingham County, Idaho, Craig mm-hmm. Rowland, who was charged with um, assaulting a group of young women in their uh, doing a church activity with an adult leader. And uh, he was sentenced this week. And I know that you're going to have no surprise about this at all, that he got probation. Yep. Now, he did lose his job as sheriff and probably has lost his job for in law enforcement, period, which is good. Well, he's but, like 67. Yeah. He should retire. But yeah, he should. But the fact that he did what he did as a sheriff, threatening those kids with a gun, pulled that woman out of the car by her hair and held a gun to her head with her pinned on the hood of the car. Yeah. Screaming. And it was a terrifying incident. Yeah. Uh, he yeah. has been given probation. Yep. So, you know, what I more know news is- in the good old boys club around here. Was this a felony then? It was a felony. It was a felony. So he should now be precluded from owning guns. He should be. Yes. Cause he shouldn't he did- be allowed to own guns or vote. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It was a felony. That was my only, that when they, when he made his plea deal, that was the only thing that I felt decent about is at least it's a felony. So it, it does have some impact on him because he sh- had no right to behave like that period. No. But show me any member of that sheriff's office that's actually going to enforce him not having guns. They won't. Well, he's also on probation. He's not allowed to have guns, but sure. Okay. Yeah. Whatever. Mm-hmm. This is yeah. all for optics. It is. It is. It's all because the AG's office got involved. Or if yep. it had been handled locally like it was originally, it would have never even it's seen the light of day. Nope. So, speaking of Bingham County, Idaho. <laughs> now, they are hot mess. Now, they are one county over from me. They mm-hmm. We border them. I was not aware of what a freaking disaster they are. Yeah. Their coroner has recently been charged with the, uh, like, sexual battery Mm -hmm. of a woman. Apparently, he grabbed her breasts, is what he's accused of. I will say he's not been convicted. Well, guess what? He has three assistant coroners who have all tendered their resignation. Yeah. Because, uh, let's see. We refuse to work in an environment where we feel unsafe due to the recent allegation of sexual battery in Ada County. This is a letter written by one of the deputy coroners. 
This mm -hmm. dangerous conduct as an elected official and representative of Bingham County is not acceptable. For the safety and well-being of the people of our county, we strongly encourage your resignation immediately as a coroner. So they have called for his resignation, which he has yeah. not given. Nope. And they have said they've given till November 10th. Yep. And that basically, if he doesn't resign by November 10th, they're all out. Yep. Does this sound at all like what just happened in the prosecutor's office in my county? Yep. Holy crap. But I got to tell you a couple of other things. This letter, uh, this is some serious shit, okay? Here's something else she says. To hear it from your own accord and blame your alcohol abuse is not acceptable from a man in your position. It is not acceptable for any person at all. And to hear you try to defend your actions is disconcerting. And go off. There is we love a it. Recording. Get this. There is a recording between this particular deputy and uh, Roberts, who is the coroner. And Roberts is heard to say, I swear to God, I don't effing remember any of that shit. Roberts can be heard also saying on the recording, I am fucking so sorry I put you this in this position or anybody in this position. So is that a confession, Mr. Roberts? <laughs> right. So I think he's on leave right now, but has not made an official resignation because he is elected. Coroners are elected. Mm -hmm. So he cannot be fired. Yeah, he's... So this is exactly what the sheriff did. It is. It's exactly... It's an elected what... position. If you don't want me in it, vote me out. Until then, yeah. I'm not going anywhere. Right. Yep. Yep. So he's got till the 10th of November. And if he doesn't, all of his deputies have already <laughs> tendered their resignation. Mm -hmm. So, you know, little old Idaho, we are a tinderbox. <laughs> Apparently. And right now, people it's have had an asshole. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Mm. Really Bingham County, are you okay? Uh, yeah, Bingham County. Uh, what are you voting on right now? <laughs> we're gonna vote next week and or week right. after. It might be time to really, really reconsider. I don't think he's searching. up for re-election right now, so he would have to quit. Yeah. So there you well, go. Well, okay, he is up for re-election. Oh, is he? Oh, but he's the. I think he's the only one running. Oh, that's right. Yeah, he's uncontested. He won the Republican nomination in May in the primary. So that was the election, essentially. Yes. Yeah. So he was. This is yeah. how it works here. If you don't live in a red state, a red rural state like us, our local um, elections are frequently uncontested. Mm -hmm. Like people will stay in office forever because they're the only person that even runs. He apparently someone ran against him. A lot of times no one runs against them in right. their own party, nor in the democratic party mm -hmm. either. Or if someone runs against them, it's just, it'll be two Republicans running against each other. And then, uh, yep. The primary really is the election. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, but hopefully this pressure will make him step down because I mean, that recording is yeah. really really damning like come yeah, on dude you don't remember but you're real sorry to be putting anyone in this position <laughs> sure yeah okay but i thought that this this particular uh deputy coroner was very brave and held mm -hmm. no punches on this dude yep so his name what's his name roberts what's his first name uh james J yeah james jimmy roberts and um, so then, and Stacy Salazar is actually the one who has really called him out and, mm -hmm. you know, wrote that letter and stuff. But good for her. What a badass. I mean, yeah. But she obviously knows like way more. Can, all of that is so full of like other information we don't have, you yeah. know? No, you know, pointing out his alcohol problem. Oh, so they knew that mm -hmm. he was an alcoholic. You know, like they've mm -hmm. they've been struggling with this idiot for a while. Mm -hmm. Oh, but there's oh. so much more, so much more. But this yeah. is this is the way to get him out. Yep, it is, and he needs to go. I mean, honestly, he mm -hmm. he needs to go. Stop, stop messing up Idaho as usual. <laughs> please, please stop messing up Idaho. My God, uh, do any you don't need any help? 
Do any of the rest of you live in places like this where races are uncontested and it's very unusual for a Democrat to win anything, mm-hmm. especially in our part of the state? Yeah. Very few. There are two running in our area right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's it's a struggle. But this whole uncontested races thing in locals in local uh, races, it, it's it's why we have Craig Rollins and Jimmy Roberts's mm-hmm. in our in our county government. Yep, because once they get in, they never get out. They just never get out. Yeah, it's crap. So I think that's everything. Is that everything? Am I forgetting anything? Oh, Janet said in Seattle, it's the opposite. (laughs) Oh, okay. Well, okay. I figured there are places, you know, that's like once we get people in, you cannot get rid of them. Mm -hmm. Others have tried to run against the guy but didn't win. Yeah, Mm -hmm. that's what happens here. We see that a lot. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's very frustrating because so much stays the same forever and we get crappy leaders and we can't get rid of them. Yeah. Hi, Diane. And thank you. And hello, Lana. Good to see you both. Yeah. It's so nice to have all of you here. And so we are going to take a quick break and then we will be back if you are a channel member with our uh, makeup true crime cold read party mm-hmm. we will we do have a case for you we do and then we will be asking for cases from you as well mm-hmm. we're going to start at 8 10 i did put a link in the chat room for some reason facebook is not or youtube's not doing a good job of alerting you guys when one of these is scheduled so i did put it in the facebook uh group which is the true crime squad discussion group. If you've not joined it, please do. Mm-hmm. And then of course I shared a link with you guys here. So hopefully you'll see it. I don't know. Honestly, it's been a little bit glitchy with YouTube uh, with the subscription stuff. And we're very sorry about that. We just have no control over it at all. No. So we, we're doing our best. We promise. Yeah. But we will be back shortly. So yes. thank you for joining us tonight. We appreciate it, as always. Please be sure to like, subscribe, share, comment. Go check out our Patreon. We have two brand new Patreon cases out. Yes. Um, if you become a member of Patreon, you get two extra cases a month. We've moved our cold read cases over there to Patreon. Plus, we do other interesting things. We do a lot of cults. We also do kind of some a little more gruesome true crime that we can't really do on YouTube. So if you're a hardcore true crimer or you're interested in cults and you love us doing cold reads, that's a great place to go because we have a lot of those. Um, And of course, joining and supporting us just helps us keep doing what we're doing. So we appreciate all of you for that. Well, you know it. We are the True Crime Squad. Have a good night. Take care.